0: Shoot your shot. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Today is September 28th, 2021. I'm Matt i'm paul we already said that but we said it again today is an interesting day because yesterday monday the 27th was media day in the nba which is normally like kind of whatever
1: yeah it's it's just kind of like wow we have basketball teams and they take photos and yeah
0: so team media days i'm gonna run down really quick for you what they do is everybody dresses up in their jerseys they have somebody from the local media affiliate interview players. Or they do press conferences, answer questions for the yep. media. Very generic, like, so what are your expectations this season? What have you worked on in the offseason? Da, 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 da. It's like a first day back at school sort of vibe. Exactly. Like, hey, the gang's back together. Look at us. But let me tell you something. Yesterday was different. Because yesterday revolved around covid and vaccination status and shot selection and some really shitty shot selection (laughs) you know i'm gonna kind of caveat this before we go into some real deep fun with this paul and i give our shout outs and our fuck yous we really haven't done a ton of it i feel like lately but
1: we're gonna make up for it this episode
0: make up for it a lot usually our fuck yous i think i've said this before usually our fuck yous are like they're not they're usually in fun, right? They're usually kind of like, ah, fuck that. I mean, sometimes people are terrible and we're like, fuck you because you're an asshole. Yes. But sometimes it's like, eh, whatever, da, da 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 you maybe made one poor decision, fuck you, yada yada.
1: Right. You hit a game winner against our team, fuck you. Right. We, we don't actually quite mean that.
0: Yeah. Today's, we definitely mean.
1: Yes. We definitely absolutely <laughs> mean our fuck yous today. We, we stand behind our fucking
0: today. i'm I'm not sure i'm not sure i like the way you phrased that paul uh but we stand behind our fuck yous today how about that
1: i stared you down when i said that it was it was not comfortable it was not a comfortable situation
0: here's the deal uh i don't know if we've explicitly talked about it before i know a long time ago we've talked about wearing masks and different things with covid but paul and i and i know i can speak for paul um we are very, very pro-vaccine. We're, hell, we're just, we're pro-science. And the thing about science that I feel like some people don't understand sometimes is it evolves with more information. So when we see anti-vaxxers say things like, well, how come this thing changed and that thing, and they said this different thing before and that thing, da ba da da it's because the information that has been gathered has changed. COVID is so new. That scientists and researchers are constantly getting new information. They're constantly do they're conducting research, they're conducting studies, they're getting new information, and so what they knew three months ago may not be even like applicable now. So and, and a lot of times there's caveats too. Exactly. Where, the,
1: where scientists will say, We are not totally sure, but we have reasonable certainty that this
0: And and or also I'd like to add on to that, this is our best recommendation for now. Yes. Right? Um, So, people just seem to sometimes, in my opinion, not be able to grasp that, like, things change. This isn't some government conspiracy trying to force a shot in your arm. It's called science changes. That's the beauty of science. It changes with the facts. Right? When you're presented a new set of facts, that can change how things go moving forward. Yeah. It's not even that complicated. I'm an idiot, and I can figure it out. So, (laughs) so... That's kind of the whole, Paul and I are very pro-vax, um, because it keeps people
1: safe, right? And same, same reason why we're both pro-mask, because it keeps other people safe.
0: And yeah, we are some of the few people that wear masks still in where we live, because where we live is, we live in like a pretty liberal city, but we don't live in a liberal state. And uh, our governor is kind of an asshole. So <laughs> there's that. But anyway... We're just going to get right into the, the nitty-gritty. Um, I want to give – who are we going to start with? Oh, you know what? Yeah, we'll just start with the first on our list. This is going to give me a lot of pleasure, personally, because this this particular player has caused me a lot of angst over the years for different reasons, because he was supposed to be the face of a franchise. <clears throat> hint, hint. And what franchise would that be? It was the Minnesota Timberwolves that he was drafted to, and uh, he wasn't, and he was very disappointing and frustrating to watch as a player, and really didn't give a shit, frankly, about, and still kind of doesn't give a shit about basketball. Yeah. Has, like, all the talent in the world, and really never used it. Yep. And so it's not, I guess, overly surprising that this person is so anti-vax, but um, it's kind of par for the course for this guy. So, it is, none other than...
1: Andrew Wiggins,
0: currently of Golden State Warriors. So, I just want to say, Andrew Wiggins, if you're listening, which I know you're not because you're probably just doing nothing.
1: He's probably researching memes on Facebook about why the COVID vaccine's bad.
0: I just want to say, fuck you. Fuck off. You're kind of an asshole. And it was awesome because Steph Curry was asked about it and... Tried to, like, be as nice as he could about it, but was basically like, yeah, it's a big inconvenience. So here's the deal with Andrew Wiggins specifically. In San Francisco, where the Warriors play, it's one of the strictest municipalities in the country with COVID. The COVID restrictions are some of the strictest.
1: Yeah, San Francisco and New York City
0: have two of the stricter regulations currently. So I know specifically in San Francisco, and I think it's the same for New York, but I could be wrong, if you are 12 and up. You have to be vaccinated. This is not a negative test, nothing whatever. You have to be vaccinated to basically go to public places.
1: Yes. Specifically
0: so, indoor public places. So Andrew Wiggins plays in San Francisco. He if he's not vaccinated, he cannot play their forty one home games. Which is half the season and kind of a big deal. He's I mean, if Clay Thompson is healthy, he's the fourth best player on that team. And it's it's like Steph, way up top. Way up then, top. You know, there's then there's a bit of a gap, then Clay, then a bit of a gap, then Draymond, and then a huge gap, yes. then Wiggins. Yes. So the Warriors team is really top heavy, but he does matter to the team, and if they lose him for half the season, that's not good. And he's getting paid a lot of money too. So that's the other thing is that
1: he is he's getting paid at something like thirty million this year. He can be fined for each game that he misses because he is just not showing up to work, basically. His maximum penalty, if he chooses not to get vaccinated and does not get traded, is around $14 million, apparently. Which is, that's a very big financial penalty to pay for not getting a shot. Absolutely. Um, Also, kind of hilariously, he applied for a religious exception.
0: (laughs) I was just going to bring that up.
1: And... Credit to the NBA, they denied it, because I don't know what your religion is. That's like, <laughs> out
0: ao- owie pokey things. No. Yeah, Paul and I were going back and forth on text about. I was like, <laughs> the Church of Nickelback, the Church of Trudeau, the Church of like, because he's from Canada. Um, yeah, but even Canada doesn't <laughs> want him. Canada's
1: like. No, uh, I know. I'm just saying, like, like get vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs>
0: all of a sudden well and it's funny too because it wasn't even a good play it was like it was a super stupid play because it's like you're, you he was very vocally anti-vax and then all of a sudden oh i had this religious oh.
1: exemption by the way oh yeah what and what is that your religion of like facebook memes that doesn't count <laughs> so props to the nba though shout out to the nba for denying it and not just kind of curtailing to the pressure and being like
0: oh, oh okay here is my one criticism of the NBA. So, uh, whatever NBA intern that is listening to this episode, heed. Shout out
1: to you for dealing with us.
0: And heed, and heed, heed these words that are about to come forth from my mouth hole. <laughs> 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 the NBA just so actually, I'm gonna kind of do kind of a reversal thing because this this applies. I'm gonna give a huge shout out, huge, yeah. huge, 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 huge shout out to our boy, to our boy Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
1: I texted Matt after I read about about uh, his recent quotes on COVID, and I'm like, so is he, like, number one all time now? Do we need to redo our list? Because Kareem's the man. But
0: like we talked about, um, yeah, I mean, Kareem is just, he's great. He's always been very outspoken politically and socially. And he, there was this really big Rolling Stone article that came out. It kind of broke the dam on the COVID stuff before media day on Monday. But basically, I'm going to kind of, paraphrase what he said but he basically was like here's the deal the nba needs to mandate the vaccine and if people won't get the vaccine they need to be kicked out of the league they don't deserve to be in the league yeah and i have no respect for players who don't get the vaccine because it is a public safety issue
1: yeah yeah cream was basically like these players are being incredibly selfish and ignorant and this is a public safety issue and therefore they should not be allowed to play the game of basketball in a packed arena in front of thousands of fans because it's a public safety hazard. Kick him out of the league. I was like, Kareem. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> so I'm with him a hundred percent. The NBA needs to just put the hammer down. And I will actually say, uh, it's kind of good. No one listens to our podcast. Cause what I'm about to say is going to be a pretty, probably unpopular thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna compare the n b a players union to the police unions for a second, which might be a very unpopular comparison all right given certain what? situations
1: i'll I'll let it steam
0: so police police unions historically are are known for being pretty corrupt because they protect bad cops and in fact, when they're like chiefs of police who want to fire bad cops because of police brutality, different things like that, it's really hard for them to because of the collective bargaining agreements with police unions they just have complete stranglehold over police stations and or whatever municipalities whatever the nba players union is overall great i have i think they do a lot of good so i don't really have a lot of beef with them overall but i will say there's been some that's come out about how they have been protecting their anti-vax players and i think that's fucked up yes so cj mccollum new head of the NBA players association. Just heed the words of your elder there and (laughs) fucking grow a pair and, and deal with it. I mean, I get it. You're there. You're there to protect your players' interests, but when 90 plus percent of the league is vaccinated, the, the less than 10%, those aren't the players' interests. Those are a few players' interests, right? The overwhelming vast majority are vaccinated. That's your interest. The others are not and when they're making a spectacle of the league now and they're the ones who are taking over the narrative that's a problem and i have read some different things that it sounds like the anti-vaxxers have had some concessions that have been made on their behalf why there's less than 10 percent of them they don't deserve that so look the nba union is not like the police union obviously they do a lot more bad than the than the <laughs> nba players association but this is an instance where they are protecting people who they should not protect I because see what they you're don't because they don't deserve it. That's that's the only analogy I'm making. Yeah. So overall, I love what the NBA Players Association does. I think they've done such a good job. I, I, I'm a strong believer in unions. So I think they've done a great job bargaining for their players for, you know, for um, having their contracts uh, fully guaranteed and different things like that. But this is something that I, I just think kind of stinks.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. It is kind of the job of the union to stand up for its members. And, you know, the the Andrew Wiggins are going to say, it's my personal choice and my personal freedom to not get a shot, yada yada. I think it should just come from the NBA. Just the league office supersedes anything in the players' union. I do agree with that. And just, like, just crushes that argument so it doesn't even happen. It doesn't even have to
0: exist. I agree with you. The NBA should do something about it. I just think the players union shouldn't. So I agree on one hand, they are supposed to support their players. They also don't have to take, like they don't have to take, they don't have to take the step they're taking. And no, I
1: I think it goes both ways. Yeah. So
0: anyway, but yes, I agree with you. So that was going to be my whole point is, I just wanted to say that thing about the players union, but the NBA does need to come down hard and they just need to say, I mean, Adam silver. It's funny. I saw a tweet. Which was, I think, like, would have been pretty accurate. Someone said, if David Stern was still around, he would have he would have fucking gone to everyone's house and given the shots himself. <laughs> I mean, David Stern was somewhat of a controversial figure when he was commissioner, but... Yeah. He did not fuck around. Like, when he made decisions, he made decisions. Period. End of story.
1: That is true. It will be interesting as time goes on to see what happens with the anti-vaxxers. Are they fine or are they just is Andrew Wiggins is only going to play half the games? Does he get traded for a really low value and hurt his team to not get, you know, not
0: get the shot? Like what? This to me is Adam Silver's moment where he can cuz Adam Silver has I mean he's I think he's been a good commissioner overall, but he needs to he needs to be sensitive to the players but also understand that there is a bigger thing here. And he just needs to come down and say, "You know what? This is it."
1: So let's talk about Probably the biggest piece in this Rolling Stone story that came out right before Media Day. And this is someone who's actively involved with the Players Union also. And the biggest star so far to have come out and said that they do not have the vaccine, it's your personal choice, all that sort of stuff. That man is Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. Boo! First off, Fuck all of your three eyes, Kyrie. Because he's always like, got a third eye open, so I'm not getting the vax. Whatever. I don't care. Fuck off. Second of all, fuck your aunt, Tiki. Yeah,
0: so... (laughs) That's that's staring at me. I'll give a little background. Yeah. Okay, so the Rolling Stone article... Had a lot of information about Kyrie, but it came from his aunt, who sits on the board of his foundation that he has.
1: Very, yeah, very involved with Kyrie.
0: So she is batshit crazy. She was saying how he's basically anti-vax, and she was she called Doctor Fauci, Doctor what was it?
1: I forget, but it was it was very conspiracy theory esque. Yeah, um, just all all the stuff that you read online, she just repeated.
0: Yeah, it was like she was just like waking bacon on QAnon sites the whole fucking day. Um, yeah, here's so, but here's the thing about Kyrie Irving. So first of all, fuck you, Kyrie Irving, and also kind of always fuck you, like yeah, past and present and future. Because I if, just if I had a, if you gave me
1: five names to write down who I thought were not vaccinated in the NBA. Kyrie would definitely be on that list. If you
0: give me one name, if you, if you <laughs> if you said you have you only have one, name. you only have to guess one person who's unvaccinated, he would be the top of my list. Yeah, because this is also the man who is a flat earther. Yes, despite playing basketball. So this is the thing. Again, I don't profess to be a scientist or whatever, and I'm also not a basketball player. We've always like we enjoy the sport, right? We just talk about it because we enjoy it. I don't know everything. I just know what I see. Right. And, and, and I could never do what they do ever. I could never be close to an NBA player. never could have been. Um, I was, I would never have been that talented. So some people are just really good at stuff, right? He's not a scientist, but here's what I can say about Kyrie. Just because you make a shit ton of money and you're famous doesn't mean your opinion on matters of science are valid because they're not just because you read some things on the internet watched a fucking documentary on flat eartherism yeah does not mean that the earth is flat or that you're right and And that
1: and your aunt agreeing with you just makes that whole situation worse
0: well and so the thing about media day yesterday especially with Kyrie, it was frustrating in fact i i shared this um video clip with paul and i had to call him right away because i was like dude this is fucking ridiculous he was asked, so um, it was Malika Andrews of ESPN. Shout out to Malika Andrews, by the way. Shout out. Um, Rachel Nichols got fired from ESPN. Yeah. And Malika Andrews has a new show coming in that spot starting <laughs> next month. So She just kind of sat back, watched it all happen, and it's just like... She did the finals for ESPN. She's done a good job, so shout out to her. That's awesome. Yeah. But she asked Kyrie a question and said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, but... So because you live in New York and if you're not vaccinated then you could miss 41 games so is is that, is that yep. a concern and his answer was that again that's a private matter that's a private matter my my what i choose vaccination stuff yeah. is a private matter D- just
1: wait in time it'll all come out
0: yeah and i'm like first of all it's not a private matter Because this is your job. You are getting paid to play in the NBA. Right. So the people buying
1: season tickets in Brooklyn are just never going to see you play. Right.
0: And it has severe implications for the Brooklyn Nets title aspirations. Yeah. Because here's the deal. I just want to throw out this scenario very quickly. Let's say he will not get vaccinated for the entire season. Okay. Let's just say that that's the kind of. And let's say that New York's um, COVID restrictions Stay. Remain in place. Remain in place through the entire season, including playoffs and finals. If he can't play in the playoffs and the finals at home...
1: What's even the point? Right. You can only play in three or four of the
0: seven games, depending on your seed. If you have home court advantage, and it goes to game seven in the finals... You just can't play. You can't play because you didn't get a fucking shot in your arm, and you lose... That's not
1: good. And look, to be clear, this is not, like, an experimental shot at this point. This is an FDA-approved vaccine. This isn't, like, you know, this, this isn't the vaccine hesitancy of last January when it was new on the scene. And it was like, oh, my God, what is this? What are the effects of the vaccine? There's been so many studies and millions and millions of people who have gotten the vaccine that, like, it's been proven fine. It's been approved. This is the vaccine hesitancy part is past that's not your excuse anymore now you're just stubborn right and so if you're just too stubborn to help your team win the finals then get traded get you know something's gonna happen
0: and that's why again i I agree with kareem get out of the fucking league And it's also funny, one little thing, too, that Kyrie's aunt said that was really hilarious is that he has helped build this organization from the ground up. Yeah,
1: that was great. He's helped build it. He's been there two years. He's missed quite a few games, actually, in those two years. And (laughs) you don't build an organization in just two years. You just don't.
0: I mean, when I think of Kyrie, I think of, like, the first team that pops in my head is Cleveland. Yeah. That's where he was drafted. That's where he won a championship. That's where
1: he won his title. And he didn't, I mean, you could say he helped build Cleveland, but really, LeBron built Cleveland. So, no. Kyrie did not build Brooklyn. No. No.
0: And he's not even, I mean, he's the third best player on that team. Yeah. And it's not even that close, by the way.
1: It's, Kyrie is a very good player. But yeah, James yeah, Harden but and James Kevin Durant. James Harden
0: is a way better player, and Kevin Durant's an even better player.
1: Yes, absolutely. So no, it was just. But there was so much other crazy happening that he helped build this organization. Yeah, almost sounded like one of the more realistic things. But it was like that you know, was said. And I it read still that was and I'm not, like, what? Yeah, still was not realistic.
0: But anyway, um, I guess to kind of wrap it up, that like I just yeah, it bothers me that he he tries when he tries to when he talks about it, he's just, it's like he tries to act so smart about it, like. Like I have this information that nobody else has, and it's this yeah, revolutionary, I've, whatever. Like, shut the
1: fuck up. I just I want to give a general fuck you to everyone who's quote done their own research end quote because what research are you doing that all these scientists have missed? Are you like you know in your office chair at ten o'clock at night doing something that people spend in forty fifty hours a week and have professional degrees? Have missed
0: also, yeah.
1: Is this some Do big you, worldwide conspiracy? Let's
0: also define the word research. Where yeah, where are you getting your information? Because when people research things for papers or whatever, they are citing sources. Yes, they're not
1: citing, and the sources are not screenshots of Facebook or Twitter or right. Gab or they're whatever. Not, they're you're not on.
0: memes. Yes. They're not sound bites from Fox News or Newsmax.
1: They're peer-reviewed articles. Exactly. That have been published. Yes. And there, there is just no competition there. So, big old fuck you to anyone who's, quote, done your own research, end quote, and come up with a different conclusion.
0: Also, you can not like something, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong.
1: I'd have more respect for people if they just said I don't want it. Yeah. Like, at least you're honest. Like, still fuck you, but at least you're honest about it. (laughs) So, anyway, we've got a few more fuck yous to get through. Uh, The next one, let's just go to Bradley Beal, who's kind of the next big
0: name. Fuck you, Bradley Beal.
1: Yeah. Apparently, this this is all rumor. It's all hearsay, but... Well, it's it,
0: not here say that he's anti-vax, because he very specifically he said he He very specifically anti-vax. said
1: that. No, apparently his wife tweets out anti-vax things. And, yeah, Bradley Beal was quoted as saying, uh, to paraphrase again, not a direct quote, but essentially, if people who are vaccinated still get COVID, then is
0: the shot really doing anything? And to that, can I take this, Paul? Take it from there. Perfect. I pass the torch. So here's the thing. Bradley Beal, I'm talking to you. Hey Brad, Brad, bring it in close. <laughs> here's what's interesting. COVID's been around for a bit now, Brad. When COVID first came out, the first strain was called the Alpha strain. These vaccines, that now one has been fully FDA approved, everything else has gotten emergency authorization. They were they were made to combat the Alpha strain. But here's what happened, Brad. In our country, the U.S. of A, a lot of fucking idiots wouldn't wear masks. A lot of fucking idiots just thought it was the flu. A lot of fucking idiots would just hang out and do things as normal. And so what viruses love is when they have a chance to mutate.
1: Oh, mutate.
0: And this virus mutated into a different strain called the Delta strain variant. So what does this mean for us, Matt? What does it mean for us in general? What it means is the vaccine was made for alpha and it combats against alpha. The vaccine helps with delta, but not as much because it wasn't made for delta. So thus the vaccine made for alpha is not going to prevent delta. Luckily, we are lucky that the vaccine even prevents delta at all and we're lucky that it helps for the most part, to keep you out of the hospital. There is a good chance that a mutation could have happened that the vaccine wouldn't have helped at all. So frankly, we're lucky that we're, we're lucky we're at the point we are with Delta, frankly. And the more people who
1: are unvaxed, the more likely that the mutation exactly. the current mutation keeps spreading and mutates again. And then maybe we won't be so lucky. But also, the hospitalizations is a huge thing. Like, maybe you still catch COVID, but you're not in the hospital clogging up the system, or needing a ventilator, or dying of it. There's a big difference between getting COVID and dying,
0: and getting COVID and not dying. And Brad, there's a lot of statistics about hospitalizations that are pretty easy to find. And the people who don't have the shot, it's bad. It's not good yep so fuck you
1: brad beale it's a very very well put fuck you bradley beale also fuck you jonathan isaac of yeah Orlando Magic.
0: yeah um yeah you want to take that one paul
1: yeah um this i'm actually kind of surprised that he hasn't applied for a religious exemption um he's a very
0: he might be granted it actually
1: he's a very evangelical christian And, um, this falls in the camp of God will protect me. You know, I don't need a vaccine because God will protect me from the virus. So I can, I can actually almost see him getting the religious exemption. Uh, his biggest gift is that he plays in the state of Florida, which also believes that God will protect all of them from the coronavirus. which, uh, side note, it's that strategy is not working currently in the state of Florida because they are fucking red on the heat maps for covid but uh, he is he is also unvaxed but a little to his credit he actually gave a specific reason as to why so there is that it's better than just being like oh, i don't know but that's a very small very small amount of credit i'm not gonna give him any credit fuck him much better fuck you yep uh michael porter jr of the denver nuggets
0: we don't have a lot of info about this but it's rumored that he's not vaccinated
1: yes this so the the gm of the team and the team president have both come out and the coach um all of them have come out and basically been like vaccines are really important they mean a lot to us unfortunately we cannot say at this time that everyone on our team is vaccinated It's something we take super seriously. You could tell that they were like publicly pleading without saying anything. Like, please just get vaccinated. Please, everyone on the team get vaccinated. This means so much to us. We want everyone vaccinated. But yeah, Porter Jr. is the, uh, when, you know, a lot of people come out and say, yeah, I'm vaxxed. Yeah, I'm vaxxed. He's the one who's like, it's a private matter. So when you're the only one who's publicly saying it's private and everyone else has said not quite everyone else on the team has said they're vax, but all the other big names have said that they are, then it's probably you.
0: Right. And he was just maxed yesterday.
1: He was. In the middle of all this. Yep. He
0: got the max
1: extension. Giving which, some max money. Huh. that That's actually kind of side sidetrack here. That's an interesting max. Because he's, he's very good on offense. He is an elite catch-and-shoot player. He pairs well with Jokic. He's a good cutter. Uh, defense struggles a bit, so.
0: I almost wouldn't be surprised if this is like a kind of a precursor to maybe trying to trade him to a shittier team that has a max player they want at some point. Maybe. You know what I mean?
1: Maybe. Yeah. It is, it is interesting that they also gave Aaron Gordon. They didn't yeah, max Aaron Gordon. They but have they a just, lot
0: of money tied up.
1: Yeah. They just gave Aaron Gordon a lot of money. Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic obviously have maxes. Yeah. So. They're paying out a lot of money, and I'm not sure you can pay out Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. and have a championship team, but I guess if you're willing to pay out for everyone, then maybe. Yes, it is highly rumored to be him because he neither confirmed nor denied his opinion on it.
0: Nor said he would tell his opinion on it.
1: Yes, and he's had some kind of shaky answers on it. Yes. So... uh josh richardson has just come out and been like nope not for me i'm not doing it uh let's see that sub. here's a quote that subject is pretty personal i talked about what i'm gonna do uh that i'm not really sure i think it's good that people are still educating themselves on the going are still educating themselves on the subject going forward i'm not sure
0: Eh, bad fucking answer dude
1: yes being educated is good if you need education Read anything, just like anything that's peer-reviewed, anything that comes from a scientific point of view.
0: I have talked to people who aren't vaccinated, and that's always what I hear. Well, I don't have enough information about it, and I've said, "Okay, what information do you want? Can I give you this piece of information? This piece of information? Yeah. Go here, go there." Right. And they go, "Oh, I don't want. To, I don't want to talk about that now." Oh, you, so you, you just don't want to look into it? Like, it's just, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. When you, when you say things like, "I'm still researching." That just means you're not going to get it Yeah. at this point in the game. Again, I would have given a pass if this was last January, February, when it was still brand new. I, I could have understood the hesitancy from some people, but we are far past that. Um, so the Sacramento Kings do not have a lot of information on the team. They were. It's only been said that the staff was 100% vaxxed, but they weren't getting into the players. Um, one of the players on their team is Terrence Davis Jr., who last year in the bubble cut a hole in his mask. So my pure speculation is that he is unvaxxed and they have not gotten the team a hundred percent vaxxed because of him. That is speculation, but if you cut a hole in your mask when you're mandated to wear a mask, then
0: kinda it's, kinda, kinda, it's seems likely, kinda seems yeah.
1: likely. Kinda seems likely. Um, also Trey Burke is apparently an anti vaxxer which is kinda interesting. Um, he's not like a super well known player, neither is Terrence Davis Jr., but Trey Burke was getting some minutes for the Mavs. This
0: is gonna sound kinda shitty, but like I feel like
1: You're L- not you're not good enough to take a stand on this. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean in a way because yeah, like, like, if- like 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 Kyrie, I mean, I don't I, I think it's bullshit, horseshit. But like he is a big star in the league. Right, so if, it's like, oh, uh, whatever, Kyrie, yeah, if, Kyrie, like he's still a, he's still such a plus on the court that you're gonna kind of deal with it and do your best to mitigate the situation, or
1: or other teams would still right be interested like in Trey training Burke for like Trey
0: Burke and Terrence Davis Jr. I mean, like who fucking care? Like you're not good enough to not, frankly, I'm sorry, you're not good enough to not get the vaccine. You're not good enough to have that be the hill you die on. Right, in like, my, in like my you, opinion,
1: yeah, you you are people who may be out of the league because of it. You just may get cut just because the teams are like, we don't really want to deal with this. Like you're not worth the effort. Like, yeah, the Andrew Wiggins you are still important to your team. The Michael Porter juniors, like the team still need them. They're just going to kind of deal with it. Maybe there'll be some trades. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Actually, as the season goes on, who gets traded? Is there going to be like a (laughs) a team that just kind of attracts all of the uh, unvaxxed players? Probably a team in Florida or Texas (laughs) maybe the Houston Rockets are just going to become like the unvaxxed team um actually I believe the Rockets are entirely vaxxed right now yeah they are they are actually so I take that back but maybe they'll trade for a few of them just because Texas has very few restrictions but yeah if you're Trey Burke like this is how you're going to leave the league yeah exactly you you have a few more you know years left in the league you're you're a bench player a role player but this is the hill like, fine. That that's your choice. Peace out. Yeah. Um, I have Kent Bazemore on the list. You didn't you didn't really want to give him a shout out. There's a half for me it's a half fuck you, half not even shout out, but just kind of half. Meh. He was against getting vaccinated back in March. Got traded to this the Golden State Warriors who play in San Francisco, same team as Andrew Wiggins. Um, no, I'm sorry. He's on the he's on the Lakers now. Lakers. My bad. He's on the Lakers. And they're obviously going for the title. And their GM talked to him basically said, "You're a distraction. You know, if you want to play in the games and not be a distraction, then get vaccinated." And so he did. He he's had his first shot. He's getting his second one I think next week or something. So like Fuck you, that it took this
0: long, but half shout-out for actually doing it. I don't give him any fucking shout-outs because he did it begrudgingly, but whatever. He got it. So. St- I would still. I rather- won't give him a shout-out, but I'll be like, okay.
1: Yes, I would rather that everyone we just talked about it get it begrudgingly and protect themselves and protect others than continue to be on our fuck you list. I agree. I would rather all the other ten become Kent Baseball's. So that's where he gets a half shout out. All right. I would just also like to say shout out. There's a whole bunch of teams on this list, but our Hawks and our Wolves as your Wolves in like a week or so. My Hawks currently will both be 100% vaxxed.
0: Hawks are not currently. I just saw. Oh, really? Sounds like there was a player who is in the process of getting vaccinated.
1: Oh, the last I saw was that they were.
0: So, okay. I don't know who that
1: is. Oh, so we're both on the same timeline then. But
0: still, they will both yes. be 100% vaccinated. So, shout out to the Hawks and Wolves. Yeah. A little, a little clap.
1: Before the start of the season. Also, we'll just give everyone a shout out because they're due. Yes. These teams are 100% vaxxed. Or will, will be. Or will be yeah. before the start of the season. In addition to the Hawks and the Wolves. The Lakers, Knicks, Raptors, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Spurs, Pistons, Blazers, Hornets, and Cavaliers. So good for all of those yeah. teams. And yeah, there is the players who are not who we just talked about. We're all kind of spread out through different teams. There's, yeah. there's a lot of teams with like one notable standout. Speaking of the wolves, let's get into some other news, some non COVID related news, but still in the fuck you territory <clears throat> news. Actually, fuck you is very appropriate
0: for this story. I like it. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> Matt. I uh, I give the keys of the pod to you.
0: All right, I'll try and keep this short, but who knows. <laughs> Last week, it was announced very suddenly that the Timberwolves had fired their president of basketball operations, Gerson Rosas. So suddenly that your star player, Carl Anthony Towns, tweeted out, WTF. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so that was kind of crazy. Um, it's a really interesting situation. So Gerson Rosas has been with the team for about two and a half years. Uh, Has made some really good moves. He had like one bad draft pick. It was Jared Culver. That was his first draft pick. Kind of a dud, but he drafted uh, Anthony Edwards, drafted Jaden McDaniels, uh, Leandro Balmaro, who they just signed, who was kind of a stash for last year. Signed Nas Reed, undrafted Jillian Noel. Uh, traded, just, just traded for Patrick Beverly. Like, has made some nice moves. Um, fired out of the blue. Kind of crazy. Then the hours after that, things start to kind of trickle out. And it seems like all was not good in
1: Wolvesdom. So it was, it was a very fun few hours for me and very bad few hours for Matt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, because at first I was just like, well, what the fuck happened?
1: Right. We were, we were both in the same state of shock. And then the more details that trickled out became more entertaining for me and less entertaining for you.
0: So three things. Number one, Wolves Beat writers who I love, had been sitting on some different stories about front office dysfunction for a while. Um, It's one of those things, I don't really fault them for it because when it's... When it all directs toward your president of basketball operations, you still want to be able to have scoops from him to be able to write stories. Yeah, I totally it, get that.
1: In order to do their job, they kind of have to
0: go with the dysfunction because they need the scoops. They need the access. Yeah. yeah, But things weren't good. Gerson Rosas apparently was kind of like a one-man show. He did not listen to his staff. He made decisions by himself. He alienated a bunch of his staff. We'll talk about um, the current guy in a second because this kind of ties in. But he was just – he was kind of reckless with his decision-making. And, and I guess, like, I, there was a quote from an anonymous staff member saying, like, we haven't had a fucking day off in two years. Like, he just worked into the bone. I, I heard something about apparently at, um, at the, the draft – pre-draft workouts, there was someone from another organization in the same gym as the Wolves guys. And Rosas didn't even hang out with his, his scouts and his staff. He was talking to this other guy the entire time. There's no camaraderie. So alienated a lot of his staff, which is not great. Um, so that's part of why he was let go. But the reason there was urgency with it was because he had been at a um, Minnesota United, their their pro soccer team there, um, game. So I think this happened on like a Tuesday or something it was something like that, yeah. And that previous Saturday he had been at this game and he was with this other woman who worked for the Wolves and they apparently had been having an affair. And there were, were like there were pictures of them like, kissing at this game, which kind of not good on him because that's very public space, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Anyway, also not good on him for Different reasons. Well, of course. Yeah, abs- absolutely. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, not, I mean, it's just, that was just dumb. But, um, yeah, he was, he and this woman had a relationship, and, um, apparently that had been known for a little bit, too.
1: Yeah, apparently people knew about it inside yeah. the organization, and,
0: which is, like, not good that it hadn't come out. Um, but the reason why it happened is because, so there's new ownership and the Wolves, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez. Mark Laurie, though, is the guy actually to pay more attention to because he's going to be the more involved one in day-to-day operations. A-Rod's just going to be kind of the face of like, hey, I'm A-Rod, you know who I am, celebrity, baseball, whatever. Come come down to Miami and party yeah, with me. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe help close deals, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Mark Laurie's a day-to-day guy, and he's interesting because he started Diapers.com, he started Jet.com, which sold to Walmart. Like, he's been he's been the head of some major startups and his he's known for creating like crazy good workplace culture. He's known for having like really ridiculously good places to work. And so for him, creating a corporate culture, um, like a place where people want to work is that's like his number one thing. So he has been apparently over the summer, been interviewing everybody in the organization. And so he'd already heard a lot of stuff about Rosas that he did not like. It's kind of the story. Yeah. And so it sounded yeah. like this was the final nail in the coffin. And he's like, yeah, this this isn't going to work. It's also
1: worth noting that um, Glenn Taylor still technically owns the team. That
0: Yeah. So there's a three-year thing where basically – so this year they took a 20% stake. Next year they'll take another 20. And then the third year they will take the final 20. So they'll own 60% of the team. So they'll be the majority owners. Yes. So that's so, how it works. So Glenn so they, Taylor is still the majority owner of the team.
1: Yes. Which I'm just saying is worth noting because even though Mark yes. Lowry is still, or Lori is still doing these interviews and stuff, like, Glenn Taylor is still the majority owner.
0: He is, but he has kind of, like, given a lot of room yes. for them to come in and work. Um, yeah. Which, which is good. That That is good. And I'm kind of surprised because Glenn Taylor is usually pretty fucking stubborn. Um, so, Glenn Taylor did do the firing, but um, he's, right. a, was- he's like, a big, like, in-person, like drove over to do the in-person firing whatever but uh anyway yeah so that happened um so it's overall it's probably good that he's gone because it was not good for the culture of the organization um he made some good moves but the guy who is taking over and it's weird because he's at first it was reported it was on an interim basis but now, it's like he's taking over, but he's keeping his own position, so there's really not a president of basketball operations currently. He's the executive vice president of basketball operations, and he's just taking over those responsibilities. But the number two is Sachin Gupton. I think I've talked about him briefly uh, here before, but first thing that's super cool, and Karl-Anthony Towns actually shouted this out yesterday at his press availability, is he is the first um, person of Indian descent to run uh, a basketball organization in the NBA. Oh, it's actually cool. So that's super cool. Yeah. And shout out to the wolves too. Yeah. And shout out to him. Yeah. Oh, but absolutely. he is, he's the guy who he, I mean, he built the trade machine on ESPN. That was his brainchild. And he's, he's been working in the league for a while. Long time. That. Yeah. He worked under Daryl Morey for a long time. Like he's yep. had some really good, he worked, he worked under Sam Hinkie in Philadelphia. Well, and so something
1: interesting is that
0: apparently the Rockets wanted to interview
1: him to become their director of basketball ops. Yep and the guy who used to be in charge of him chris rosas blocked it and so that was just another kind of culture workplace because you can't technically block things but that's just bad culture and sort of bad practice to do so
0: and so apparently that happened in july and then it sounds like gupta was like barred from the wolves front office kind of like rosas just kind of
1: Yeah, which is not like blacklisted him. Not the way to handle things and maintain a good company culture and workplace environment.
0: And what it sounds like at the end of the day is that Mark Laurie was way more pro Sachin Gupta than he was Rosas. Well, yeah, and just all the other
1: stuff with Rosas too.
0: But I guess like Gupta and like Laurie had a lot of conversations. It sounds like so. Yeah. Um. So he's in charge now. He's a super like he's super into analytics. He's going to be a lot more soft spoken than Gerson Rosas, but um i had uh i've heard there's a couple like couple league sources that have compared him to sam presti which like he's the sam presti's the head of um oklahoma city City, and has been one of the best gms in the past decade Uh, he's been great so if god if we could have a sam presti-ish type person that would be
1: yeah i i really hope that gupta gets the full-time position me too it kind of seems like a natural progression and a good fit just to replace the culture that, wasn't, that was not instilled by Rosas.
0: Well, and the other thing, too, is like, I heard this on a, a podcast from, I'll, I'll shout out, Dane Moore, who uh, follows the Wolves. He's really great because he does a lot of deep dives into stuff and a lot of basketball stuff, um, X's and O's, but also organizationally. And it was cool because he made an interesting point that, like, look, while, yeah, it was chaotic when this happened, it was one person in the organization. Only one person. Like, yes, he was the head of basketball yeah, operations. A but a very high up person. But they didn't have any other turnover. And so, like, promoting uh, Gupta.
1: Technically in the organization. The, okay,
0: the other person who worked there. But, like. Yes, they the didn't person have, who was also involved. They didn't have a mass exodus of people. No. And so you promote a person internally and hope that they get the job long term. Because then that promotes more stability. Like yeah. And, thing, and the that is a good culture, too. And the Wolves need stability in a bad way.
1: A winning stability. Yes, you've um, had you've had a losing
0: stability. <laughs> well, the stability has been instability because they've had so many coaching changes, so many. So, Cat yesterday went off at his. I don't know if you've seen that clip yet, but he I haven't. Went, seen,
1: I haven't seen the clip. No, he went
0: off. Um, he was. I, I read it. Yeah, he was really honest about. It. He's just like, yeah, like the basically the stability has been instability, and he's like, yeah. I
1: Cats deserves better than what he's got.
0: Yeah, and, and it was it was one of those things where he, look, it was cool because he was talking about all the things that have happened. Like, I mean, his first coach, Flip Saunders, died, and he's had all these other coaching changes and, like, the Tibbs stuff, the Jimmy stuff, yeah. Jimmy Butler stuff. He, um, Cat, cats been he's through has been a through a while. it, all of his or, personal COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, so he was basically just like, look, I'm still committed to the team. And that was the cool takeaway. He's like, this shit has happened, but I'm still committed to the Wolves. I want to win here. That was great to hear, man. Like, that was awesome to hear. But, I mean,
1: there is kind of, you know, green fields are coming sort of thing. Like, Sasha Gupta is very qualified. It's not just like, oh, hey, Matt and I are now running the Wolves, even though we'd, you know, we'd kick ass at it. But we're not qualified, right? Like, we're outsiders. No, like, Gupta has the credentials. He was being poached by other teams. If they can keep him there long term, that's a good get. Yes. That's just not like, oh, we we made, like, a quick – Irrational hire That's a very good No around the
0: league He's considered One of the better Up and coming um, And same with your coach Chris Finch Yeah Yep. Yeah and and So that's the big thing With the Wolves And it sounds like Basically the players Mentality is Okay Fuck the front office Whatever We're focusing on Winning basketball This year Yep And they have a lot I mean They have a lot of A lot of trust In Chris Finch And Chris Finch Has a lot to prove Because He's being kind of Hyped up But if
1: if you can start something fresh and have a much better culture, you know, than the Tibbs and the Rosasses that have come through and not maybe had the greatest culture for Cat and just all the other players, too. But it sounds like Sachin Gupta, from everything I've heard, Sacha Gupta is a great guy to work with, to work for. Yes. I've heard no,
0: there's nothing. There's ev- no red flags.
1: Everyone loves him. And honestly, a lot of the profiles that have come out about Rosas post, you know, not post-mortem, but... Post-um being fired, I guess, have not been that flattering. No, They're like, he's a smart guy, but toxic. Yeah. Where with Goobs. they're like, smart guy, not toxic. So if you can keep that, you can keep fin- or Finch going forward, you're in a better place.
0: Yeah, my hope is that Chris Finch will have a Nate McMillan slash Monty Williams type effect this year. That's my hope.
1: Yeah, making the playoffs. Yeah. Like, if you make the playoffs, no matter what seed, then that's a success.
0: But that is their expectation. The Wolves, like, the Wolves, as they are right now, they expect to make the playoffs this year.
1: Well, it's really interesting, too, the whole president change because the Wolves have been linked so closely with Ben Simmons. Right. Which is a major trade to pull off. That has major implications for your team, for the team's future, what you do going forward. So it's a very interesting time. I mean, it sounds like they – had to pull the plug on Rosas, but there are some big
0: changes that could be coming forward and could be happening. Yeah, and Gupta's been given the green light. I guess like by Mark Laurie and those guys, like, pull off any trade. And it sounds like he might even be more aggressive than than uh Rosas but, was. But that
1: might be another point for Gupta's, like right. I've been in the organization. Even if Rosas made all the changes on his own, he still did everything kind of in his own silo, which is not good. I was still here. Like I still did all the research, still had some conversations with him. Also, if he can pull
0: off a big trade like that that works out positively, that's a resume builder. That's like, look what I did, right? Oh, yeah. So, that's the Wolves situation, but, uh, you know, that's always the Wolves. And that'll happen
1: before media day, which was, (laughs) it was the initial focus on the NBA was just like, the Wolves. The Wolves.
0: Yeah, and it was actually, I, I was telling Paul yesterday, it was awesome because basically all this anti-vax shit came out on Sunday with Rolling Stone, and then it's like, oh shit! Yeah. All the attention turned to that, so. Um, Although,
1: similarly, as of note, the Pelicans released news that their star player, Zion Williamson, fractured his foot. and had, like, a major fracture to it, like a career-altering fracture for a lot of players.
0: And he's like 22. Yeah, and he's a big boy.
1: Like the weight's been kind of an issue in the past, and he's had he had a knee problem. I believe it was last year, two years ago. Yep. Um, he had some problems in college too, just with joints holding up. Um, you never want to see a player be hurt, right? Or injured, but it was kind of alarming that he broke his foot. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of went under the radar because all the COVID stuff happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Pelicans had major news and just kind of flew under the radar. But that's going to be really interesting, too. Like, what happens to him in his career? It's already kind of been injury riddled. He's only two years in starting his third. So, you never hope that someone is kind of jinxed with the injury bug. Yeah, But it's not a good sign. No. It's kind of alarming. Like, if my team wanted to trade for him, I'd be like, Like, he's an amazing player. That's awesome. But what are we getting here? Like, are we certain that he's going to be healthy? So, I hope he stays healthy. I hope he kicks ass. I hope he...
0: Yeah, he's a great... He's a fun player to watch, so I I hope everything's good.
1: I hope everything works out for him. But that was a piece of news that, unlike the Wolves, came out in the middle of all the COVID stuff and went overlooked.
0: Yeah um we have one thing left to talk about before we end it just one more big old fuck you
1: to none other than the nba the fuck cor- you the corporate nba so matt is a timberwolves fan as we know he wants to watch the timberwolves yes matt how can you watch the timberwolves this year
0: well there are only two ways i can watch the timberwolves this year paul one is if I move to Minnesota and get season tickets and go to every single game, which isn't feasible. Correct. Two is if I subscribe to the archaic DirecTV dish service, most whatever, likely whatever whatever it is, maybe a streaming service. We don't even know because it's, it's hard to find the information. And pay at least $85 a month for channels I will not watch in hopes that I can see Wolves games yes. on Valley Sports North. Those are the two options.
1: Yes. So, to kind of recap this, we live about three and a half, four hours from the stadium, from the Timberwolves Arena. It is not feasible for us to drive there and go to a game. And yet, I was I was trying to look into this because Matt likes to come over here and watch Know the Timberwolves game, so I'm like, How can I get the Timberwolves on my TV? League pass blacked out, okay. Well, that doesn't make sense. Also, the Bulls and the Pacers are blacked out, which I'm not gonna drive six hours to Indianapolis or eight or however far it is, like
0: seven and a half to Indianapolis. I don't know, yeah.
1: I never drive to Indianapolis, five and a half to Chicago, and I'm not gonna drive there and go to the games. Why are they blacked out? We've talked about this before. I go to Bally Sports North, I'm like, How can I get your service? At my house in a, you know, like in a streaming package. And they're like, oh yeah, DirecTV Stream. So I go to DirecTV Stream and they're like, nope, you can get Bally Sports Midwest or Fox Sports Chicago. So I'm not even sure if we can get Bally Sports North. I think the only options might be get our cable TV provider, which is super dumb and who even does that anymore. Or go to a sports bar. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's going to be the most feasible option.
1: Yeah, so I think our best option right now for watching Timberwolves games is to go to a sports bar that pays for, I guess, the upgraded cable package and watch there. So, fuck you, NBA. We shouldn't have
0: to go to another establishment. Again, I will just be very clear about this. We are trying to pay you money to watch your teams play basketball.
1: Yeah, the premium league pass is like 200 bucks for the year. That's the no commercials option, which I would pay if we could watch Timberwolves games.
0: Yeah, there should be no there should be no blackouts. Media blackouts should be a thing of the past. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And for a league that prides itself on trying to bring more people in and younger people in as fans, it's dumb. Yeah. Like I understand from a monetary perspective that you have to have these big TV deals. I, I totally get it from the money perspective. But you pride yourself on having young fans. Have a media platform that reflects that.
1: Yeah. Period. We, ju- we just want to pay you to be able to watch the game. And yet I am, like, apparently unable. And it's kind of confusing if I even can or cannot. Right. And, Yeah. Also, side note, there was something about DirecTV Stream, you can have NBA League Pass. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. What's what's this about? And then there was just no further information. It was like, oh yeah, the old season ended. Check back for 2021 to 2022. And I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing. What do you think I'm doing here? The season starts in a few weeks. So, get your shit together. I just want to pay money to watch the NBA games.
0: Well, and and I am not – I mean, I'm not the only one. And and honestly, even if you live in in Minneapolis or whatever market that you're a fan of their team, you shouldn't have to go to the games to watch them. They should be available. Yeah, you shouldn't – I mean, I I
1: like researching things. But it should not be – it should not take someone of my, you know, paranoia of researching and dedication to it to find out how I can even attempt to watch a Timberwolves game. Just make it available. If you have FUBU, Sling, YouTube, DirecTV, whatever, okay, you're able to watch Timberwolves games. Or you're just able to buy League Pass and watch it.
0: Yeah, I think either they just need to make League Pass blackout free or they just need to overhaul to a new streaming service.
1: Yeah, because the whole the whole regional thing, like we're regional enough that we want to be fans of teams near us, but it's also blacked out, so it's impossible. I was telling Matt... He's going to end up being more of a Hawks fan this year.
0: I mean, it, yeah. he's going to be watching Hawks games in my place. There would be so many more fans of the NBA in general if there were no blackouts. That's just, that's a fact. Yeah. Because the more accessible you make things in general, the more people that will consume it.
1: Yeah. And we're not even trying to, like, you know, get around paying for it. We want to give you money for your product. So... That's a that's a big old fuck you.
0: It reminds me of in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. I do not know where you're going when, with this. <laughs> when there's the gal who has her eBay store. She sells stuff on eBay. And but she has a storefront, but everything she sells is on eBay. And this is one of Jonah Hill's first roles. He comes in and he finds this pair of like boots that have like glitter and like little goldfish in the bottom. Like hilariously ugly. And he's like, I'd like to buy these. And she's like, well, you can't. He's like, well, what do you mean? (laughs) Well, uh, I know it's kind of weird, but I sell stuff on eBay. And he's like, okay, but I want to give you money for these now. She's like, I understand, but I can't sell them to you here. It's the same concept. Yeah. Like, I want to give you fucking money for this product. Well, sorry, we can't. Yes. I mean, we could, but we're not going to
1: it drives me crazy. Yeah. It just drives so me crazy. So that's
0: that's you now that's where that was going. Like we want to
1: buy your ugly goldfish socks. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. We're here.
0: <laughs> we ha- yeah, it's yeah. It just it doesn't make any sense. Right. So well, I think that about wraps it up uh for today, but we will I don't know, we should probably do like a actual season preview type thing. And that'll change with COVID information too.
1: Yeah, and maybe people get traded before then too because a few people recently became available to become traded. Maybe we, maybe Ben Simmons is yeah, somewhere
0: else. We'll see. Um. So anyway, probably uh, in the next few weeks we'll figure something out. Season starts in like a month. Yep. Less than a month, I think. So exciting times. But until then, I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers.